Well, good morning. Uh, don't you just love it when those days start out? Oh, there's only a couple of stories out there. And then once I get into it, man, do I have a lot of stuff to give you today. Uh, Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, man, do I appreciate you coming every day. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Even if you don't come, tell people about me. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you uh, uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. So uh, let's start off with uh, Russia-Ukraine uh, a war, as we usually do. Japan's PM. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida is in Kyiv, uh, where he is promising unwavering support to Ukraine's president uh, with talk of reconstruction and humanitarian aid. This, while China's Xi Jinping makes deals with Putin and Russia. It is rare for a Japanese leader to make an unannounced foreign trip, and Mr. Kishida is the first to visit a country in conflict since World War II. The visit was kept a secret until just before his arrival earlier today, with officials citing security concerns. Of course, same as they did with uh, Biden. <coughs> uh, during his visit, the Japanese foreign ministry said he will show respect uh, to the courage and patience of the Ukrainian people who are standing up to defend their homeland and show solidarity and unwavering support. Uh, Mr. Kishida will also show his absolute rejection of Russia's one-sided change to the status quo by invasion and force. And of course, uh, being in Japan, uh, there's grave concern uh, for Taiwan. Taiwan and Japan have been talking just like uh, South Korea. So, same thing could happen there. <clears throat> Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky... Uh, praised the uh, European Union's approval to speed up ammunition production for Ukraine and set up a 2 billion euro, uh, which is just over $2 billion, uh, plan, uh, which, the one we talked about yesterday, to send a uh, million artillery rounds to Kyiv over the next year. On Telegram, the president wrote, our European partners have agreed on a joint plan to accelerate the supply of shells for our artillery. This decision is worth 2 billion euros. It provides for both emergency supply and production of ammunition. This is a strategic step. It gives us confidence in our unity and the immutability of the movement towards victory over the terrorist state, referring to, of course, Russia. Um, I am thankful to all our partners in Europe, to everyone who is truly interested in making Europe strong and free. That's what he said. Russia's foreign ministry <clears throat> condemned a British plan to send ammunition that contains depleted uranium for use in Ukraine. Foreign ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova said on Telegram, Yugoslav scenario, which I, I didn't have time to look it up. You can look up the Yugoslav scenario because I'm not sure what it is. Uh, she said, these shells not only kill, but infect the environment and cause oncology in people living on these lands. By the way, 
It is naive to believe that only those against whom all this will be used will become victims. In Yugoslavia, NATO soldiers in particular, the Italians were the first to suffer. Then they tried for a long time to get compensation from NATO for lost health, but their claims were denied. Zakharova added, when will they wake up in Ukraine? Their benefactors poison them. While it is true depleted uranium isn't necessarily good for the environment, the actual reason that Russia wants to be screaming about this has nothing to do with the environment. If it has something to do with the environment, they wouldn't be uh, burning off excess gas into the atmosphere, which they're doing because they can't sell it. Um, but, but it's all because, uh, depleted uranium coating on bullets is armor piercing. They don't want armor piercing bullets out there because that's bad for them. Uh, the Pentagon is speeding up its deliveries of Abrams tanks to Ukraine, opting to send a refurbished older model that can be ready faster and can be delivered in eight to 10 months. And which is probably what they would want. They probably want them sooner. Uh, and the Abrams one, uh, we'll get to that in a second. It's, it's, it's almost as good as the, uh, the the newer one. The original plan was to send uh, Ukraine 31 of the newer M1A2 Abrams, which could have taken a year or two to build and ship. But officials speaking on the condition of anonymity told the news agency that the decision was made to send the older M1A1 versions, which can be taken from army stocks and will be easier for Ukrainian forces to learn to use and maintain. And I'm sure part of it probably had to do with some secret stuff in the uh, uh, A2, uh, which they don't really want out right now, you know? <clears throat> NATO's uh, Jen Stoltenberg warned China against supplying weapons to Russia as leaders of both countries continue talks in Moscow. Stoltenberg told reporters in Brussels, we have seen we haven't seen any proof that China is delivering lethal weapons to Russia, but we have seen some signs that this has been a request from Russia and that this is an issue that is considered in Beijing by the Chinese authorities. China should not provide lethal aid to Russia that would be to support an illegal war. I've also seen news that China has started supplying drones or drone parts and small weapons like rifles, but I, I'm not sure if this is confirmed yet, so uh, we will maybe hear about that in the near future. TASS News Agency reported Chinese President Xi Jinping has invited Putin and Russian Prime Minister Mikhail, uh, Mikhail uh, Mishustin to visit uh, China in 2023. According to TASS, she said during a meeting with Mishustin, yesterday I invited President Putin to visit China at a convenient time for him this year. Since this, uh, this year, China will host a third international forum within the framework of the One Belt, One Road. President Putin took part in the previous two forums. I invite you to pay a visit to China as soon as possible to establish close ties with the new premier of the state council, Li Kuang. The One Belt, One Road thing is something that China's been doing for quite some time now, and it's the road for economic trade they're trying to establish throughout Europe. That's what they're talking about. According to uh, the British Ministry of Defense's latest intelligence updates, Thousands of Russian Wagner Group fighters are likely to be pardoned and released. The ministry said Wagner, 
Prisoner recruitment peaked in autumn 2022, with inmates, inmates being offered commutation of their sentences after six months of service. Although approximately half of the prisoners recruited have likely been killed or wounded, evidence from Russia suggests the group is following through on its promise to free survivors. Those freed will be issued a decree approved by Putin. Uh, the ministry added, in addition, the sudden influx of often violent offenders with recent and often, often traumatic combat experience will likely present a significant challenge for Russia's wartime society. In private, of course. I, you mean the ministry is reporting on something that you and I talked about six months ago? That, yeah, send some criminal off to war that should be in prison, in prison teach him how to kill, and then let him back into society. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I mean, it's bad enough that we send soldiers off to kill and then bring them back and put them on our police forces. That's bad enough for us. I Now do it with criminals. Teach them how to use all these weapons and teach them how to kill and then let them back into society, which is what is happening. A uh, leader of the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church said he would work with Lithuania, uh, uh, Lithuania's government to potentially establish a new branch to ensure that followers would not no longer be under the sole supervision of Moscow. Uh, Patriarch Bartholomew told reporters, Today, a new perspective opens before us along with the possibility to work together for the establishment of a branch of the ecumenical patriarchate of Constantinople in Lithuania. Lithuania's government said some of the country's Orthodox believers, including Ukrainian refugees, object to the current organization, which is a unit of the Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, the Russian Orthodox Church seems to have lately been radicalized in many locations, uh, so people uh, could be concerned with what's going on there. I remember we're talking about President Putin, who put a, a piece of uh, of wood from uh, Jesus, supposedly from Jesus's cross, inside a fighting warship that was sunk. Okay. Russian's uh, foreign ministry said it had protested to Canada's top diplomat in Moscow over comments by Canadian Foreign Minister Mel Melanie Jolie about regime change in Russia. Canadian media quoted Jolie as saying on March 10th, we're able to see how much we're isolating the Russian regime right now because we need to do so economically, politically, and diplomatically, and what are the impacts also on society and how much we're seeing potential regime change in Russia. Russia condemned what they said was Russophobic uh, attack and said it would have severe consequences for relations. I, you know, the whole world is talking about uh, Putin being tossed out. So get used to it. Uh, that nutball, Medvedev, has opened his mouth again. Uh, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev has threatened a hypersonic missile strike on The Hague if the International Criminal Court arrests Putin. How about if I arrest him and put him in downtown uh, uh, Moscow or St. Petersburg. Are you going to send a missile there too? Uh, Medvedev, 
The deputy chairman of the Kremlin Security Council warned that the consequences for international law will be monstrous if the pathetic international organization makes any missteps. He wrote in a telegram warning for the Netherlands Tribunal, Alas, gentlemen, everyone walks under God and rockets. It is quite possible to imagine the targeted use of a hypersonic onyx fired from a Russian warship in the North Sea strikes the court building in The Hague. It can't be shot down, I'm afraid, so look carefully into the sky. I have no doubt that internationally people will uh, denounce Medvedev for his words, and I find it hard to believe that even Putin would want to back this up. Uh, but he probably will, because he is also a nutball. Alexander Suristi, Sir, uh, the commander of the Ukrainian ground forces, wrote on Telegram, Assault groups of the enemy are trying to advance from the outskirts to the center of the city, but our defense forces are working and destroying them 24-7. He said the Ukrainian forces have repelled Russian attempts to advance into the center of Bakhmut. Deputy Defense Minister Hannah Myler said no one had believed Bakhmut would hold out under such intense attacks for so long. Malar said, or Malyar said, the defense of Bakhmut is holding and the possibilities are not yet exhausted. Uh, yeah, it seems that uh, we're, we're still at a standstill at Bakhmut. Uh, every, they keep on saying that they've taken it, but they, they don't take it. They keep on saying they've surrounded it, but they haven't been able to surround it. So, and it's just going to get worse for Russia. It's just going to get worse for Russia. Because they're about to get tanks over there. <clears throat> Last night, a series of blasts targeting Russian weapons took place in Russian-occupied Crimea, according to videos posted on social media. The footage showed explosions in Zizyanko. Zizyanko? Uh, a town in the northern part of Crimea and a strategically important railway connection used by the Russian army. In some clips, a red cloud was visible in the night sky after the blast. Others featured the sound of machine guns firing. Ukrainian military intelligence reported that the explosion had destroyed a cargo of Russian-caliber cruise missiles, uh, which Moscow, you know, they've been using them to hammer Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's uh, critical infrastructure for quite some time. Uh, they're really hard to shoot down. Ukraine has not officially taken responsibility for the attack. Ukrainian military intelligence said in a statement, the mysterious series of blasts continues the process of Russia's demilitarization and prepares the Ukrainian peninsula of Crimea for deoccupation. However, Russian media reported that Russian-backed authorities in Crimea blamed a night attack by Ukrainian drones, saying they had hit technical, a technical school in residential areas. Indi indi uh, independent media, Rus independent Russian media, said different that four of them, uh, speaking of the, uh, the drones, uh, hit a railway station, locomotive depart, uh, depot, station security building, uh, inventory and fuel depots. Uh, Ior Ivan, the Russian-installed head of the uh, Jizankal administration, was quoted as saying the city had come under attack from drones and a 33-year-old man suffered a shrapnel injury from a downed drone. <sighs> now that I have your attention, 15 minutes in, let's try and fix the rest of the world. 
French President Macron, as we expected, survived his no-confidence vote narrowly yesterday, Eve, as furious opposition lawmakers contested his decision to force changes to the pension system through Parliament without a poll. Uh, the vote of no confidence against the government was rejected by just nine votes. That is narrow. Uh, 278 voted in favor, more than expected, but you need 280, uh, 287 out of 57, uh, 577. Uh, two no-confidence motions had been filed, one by a coalition of centrist and left-wing parties and the second by the far-right national rally. The latter probably will not have a chance of going through uh, being that this uh, uh, people don't support the right. Uh, as the no-confidence vote has failed, the bill will now likely go through and lift the retirement age of most workers from 62 to 64 by 2030. This means the outrageous and dangerous protests of the, uh, over the weekend will continue, and if history is any indication, it could be weeks before anything calms down and the government may eventually back down. Refineries around the country have been uh, on rolling strikes for 13 days, while industrial action by garbage collectors has led to trash piles building up around Paris. Now's not a time to visit Paris. It stinks. <laughs> More than usual. Uh, transport workers and teachers have also held strikes. Unions have vowed to continue action and called for widespread strikes on Thursday. Hundreds of people have been detained as thousands have marched in protest around the country. France has a history of holding their leaders accountable. Let me just say this. Qui mange du la brioche. Let them eat cake. And this is a let them eat cake moment. Israel's far right minister, uh, finance minister, uh, Bezalel uh, Smotrich uh, denied the existence of the Palestinian people or nationhood over the weekend. Yeah, he really did. Uh, Smotrich, a Jewish nationalist, argued that the idea of Palestinian nationhood was invented in the past century in response to the Zionist movement uh, found in uh, modern-day Israel. Uh, Smotrich said at a speech in Paris, Who was the first Palestinian king? What language do the Palestinians have? Was there ever a Palestinian currency? Is there a Palestinian history or culture? Nothing. There is no such thing with a Palestinian. All of that is a lie, especially something Googleable, easily Googleable, like I have in many times in the past, like they're not. Uh, being existed Palestinian money, a Palestinian note. I, ten years ago, I tweeted a picture of Palestinian money to others who have been making the same claims for decades. U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby on Monday, yesterday, objected to the comments, saying, we utterly object to this kind of language, and it's extremely unhelpful to, again, trying to de-escalate the tensions and trying to find a viable two-state solution going forward. Kirby said, speaking to Israel Channel 13, we don't want to see any rhetoric, any action, or, uh, 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 or rhetoric, quite frankly, that can stand in the way or become an obstacle to the viable two-state solution, and language like the, that does. Uh, the Palestinian Authority presidency slammed Smotrich, 
uh, remarks as racist, calling them an attempt to falsify history. Hamas, the militant, uh, militant Palestinian Islamist mo- mo- uh, movement that runs Gaza and calls for Israel's destruction, also called Smotrich's comments racist, saying they clearly reflect the fascist policies of colonial settlement expansion and forced eviction of the Palestinian people on which the occupation state was founded in reference to uh, Israel. But it was more than just that. Smotrich was on a podium decorated showing a map that included part of Jordan. Jordan has spoke out against it. Now there is even more of an international uproar. Israel, and you know what, I, I continually say this, I have not wavered. I am not anti-Jewish. I'm not anti-Jew. I'm not anti-Israel. But Israel needs to be spanked back to 1968 to the original borders. Ramadan and Passover are coming. Expect a lot of blood. It's going to happen. Uh, Biden has issued his first uh, veto. Uh, You always remember your first always remember you first. Uh, He vetoed a resolution to overturn a retirement investment rule that allows managers of retirement funds to consider the impact of climate change and other ESG, environmental, social, and governance factors when picking investments. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we said Biden would veto this. Uh, Can I just call it uh, uh, anti-woke agenda ahead of the Republican talking points? Because that's what they're going to call it. (laughs) Republican lawmakers led the push to pass a resolution through Congress, arguing that the rule is a woke policy that pushes a liberal agenda on Americans and will hurt retirees' bottom lines. I should say, the rule does nothing of the sort. It just says that people can use that as a reason to direct their money. It doesn't say they're required to. doesn't say that. Uh, While Democrats say it's not about ideology and will help investors, what it was was a law to protect big oil. Anyone who would like to direct their retirement funds, uh, what the Republicans were proposing was a law to protect big oil. Uh, Anyone who would like to direct their retirement funds to not support destroying the planet can be safe in doing so because the veto stopped Republicans from stopping you from making your own decisions on your own money. Why should somebody else make decisions on your money? Why should Republicans tell you that you can't do something with your own money? What do you think would happen if I told Republicans what to do with their own money? How to investment, how to invest it. What do you think they would say? If I told them they couldn't take their money and give it to Donald Trump, what do you think they'd say? If I told them that they couldn't take their money and invest it in big oil, what do you think they'd say? Biden said, in a video posted to social media. I just signed this veto because legislation passed by the Congress would put a risk to retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate. 
impacted by overpaying executives, and that's why I decided to veto it. It makes sense to veto it. Opponents of the rule could try to override Biden's veto, but at this point, it appears unlikely they could get two-thirds majority needed in each chamber to do so. I, I, it's hard, it, barely over 50%. I don't, and that's just because of Joe Manchin. And before you start hearing the talking points that Biden is, uh, is against the will of the people by using his veto pen, uh, pen that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, Biden is against the will of the people by using his veto pen. In the last 60 years, the GOP, GOP presidents have vetoed more than Democrats two to one. Two to one in vetoes. So who vetoes who more? And that was only since Kennedy. I didn't go past Kennedy. I didn't go before Kennedy. Eisenhower? Hoover? I mean, not Hoover. Um, Eisenhower? Uh, who, uh, uh, who was the other one? Right before, yeah, I'm brain farting. That's okay. I, yeah, I didn't go. I didn't go past Kennedy. <laughs> anyway, in that noose tightening around that bright orange neck, we're moving on. Uh, and this is a noose we we don't talk about often. We've talked about it a couple of times in the past couple of months. There is that rape uh, trial against Trump, and his lawyers sought to keep key evidence out of the trial. Judge Lewis A. Kaplan in Manhattan ruled that key witnesses will be allowed to testify and misogynistic remarks Trump made about women in 2005 when he apparently didn't realize he was being recorded can be played for a jury that will hear quarter-century-old rape allegations made by former magazine columnist E. Jean Carroll. The trial is scheduled to start April 25th. Carroll and Trump are expected to testify. Carroll said in a 2019 memoir that she was raped by Trump in the mid-1990s in a dressing room at Bergdorf uh, Goodman, an upscale uh, Manhattan department store. You've heard of Bergdorf Goodman, I'm sure. Uh, she said in a chance encounter, filled with lighthearted banter, turned violent when they entered a small room while teasing one another about who would try on peace Pieces of lingerie. Oh, God, please let get, get that image of Trump in black lace out of my head. If you remember, in a, in a story, in the deposition, Trump was dismissive of Carol's claim, saying, physically, she's not my type. But then he confused her with his wife in a picture. The judge also ruled that uh, two women who made sexual abuse claims in circumstances similar to those alleged by Carroll could testify at trial. Uh, the Access Hollywood tape, where he was recorded, was revealed just weeks before the Trump, Trump won the uh, November 2016 presidential election. In the tape, he said that sometimes when he sees beautiful women, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. He added, when you're a star, they, uh, they let you do... Do it. You can do anything. Grab him, you know, grab him by the pussy. You do remember this, right? Uh, so they, they're going to use that in court. In an order yesterday, Kaplan ruled specifically that he would allow the Access Hollywood tape and testimony by two other women who say Trump attacked them sexually to be included in next month's trial, repeating his rulings from the defamation case. He wrote, There is no reason, and Mr. Trump has made no persuasive argument for me to rule differently. <laughs> Moving on. 
Ron DeSantis wants you to know how different he is from Trump, even though he isn't different from Trump. He's the exact same thing. Uh, yesterday, when talking about the Trump Manhattan DA case, uh, first he jumped in uh, toe to the party line. He gave the talking points heard around the GOP. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is politically motivated, Soros-funded prosecutor. We just talked about that yesterday. Seeking to weaponize his office against a political enemy. Three talking points in one statement. The GOP boogeyman, George Soros, is in there. Claiming political motivations is in there. And using the term weaponizing to describe uh, legal departments, that was in there. All three of them, public talking points in one sentence. And they're all there. All of those repeated talking points by the right to get the crazy 30% to send them money. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Remember, these talking points have been repeated all week. All week. But immediately after using those talking points, he went after Trump with his tongue in cheek. He jabbed. I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just can't speak to that. <laughs> Putting forth the idea that doing something that crazy is not something he understands or would get involved in. But then he used more GOP talking points saying, what I can speak to is if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction and he chooses to go back many, many years ago to try to do something about porn star hush money payments, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And I think that that's fundamentally wrong. Which is the same talking point Trump used the day before, or the w weekend before. Yeah, the day I think it was the day before, or was it Saturday, uh, that we quoted here. It's almost like some billionaire is sitting back in a typewriter pumping out messages for everyone to use. And of course, Kevin McCarthy was in full force. McCarthy called it some bookkeeping error from seven years ago. And that's a truly disgusting attempt at diminishing a crime. This is fraud and conspiracy to commit fraud, allegedly. 130000 is more than most people make in a year by at least triple. That 130000 was for Stormy Daniels. Don't forget there was another 150000 for silencing Karen McDougal, the penthouse model. And don't forget, this is on top of creative bookkeeping across Trump's empire that he was involved with. He said Sunday that New York County District Attorney Alvin Bragg's investigation is politically motivated and said he's uninterested in cracking down on rising crime in New York City. Sound familiar? All talking points. Oh, he's going after Trump for this little bookkeeping error and he's forgetting all about the crime going on in New York City. It's, it's, there's little, literally talking points memos that go out by the Republican Party. There's, 
they 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 email everybody and they say, okay, these are the points you got to go over. These are the points you got to go over. Every, you got to hit on these every day. You got to hit on these when you're being interviewed. You got to hit on this. You got to say this. You got to say this. They do this all the time. Pay attention. Moving on. The uh, Dominion lawsuit just got more complex and worse for Fox News. Yesterday, Fox News brought uh, a producer, uh, Abby Grossberg, filed a pair of lawsuits against Fox News, alleging that the network's lawyers coerced her into providing misleading testimony in the Dominion Voting System's $1.6 billion defamation case against the company. Uh, also, uh, um, uh, also, the uh, other lawsuit was... Uh, uh, harassment or something i'll get to that in a second but anyway wait tampering with witnesses is that what she's saying he they did Uh oh i'm saying the shit's about to hit the political whirlwind uh the lawsuits filed by abby grossberg who worked as a senior booking producer for maria bartiromo and most recently head of booking for tucker carlson accused Fox's legal team of having engaged in wrongful conduct as it prepared her for a pre-trial deposition in the election technology company's case. The lawsuits from Grossberg, who has since been placed on administrative leave by Fox, were filed in Delaware Superior Court and the U.S. District Court for Southern District of New York. The lawsuit stated, Fox News' attorneys acted as agents and at the behest of Fox News to misleadingly coach, manipulate, and coerce Ms. Gro- uh, Grossberg's, uh, or Grossberg, I don't know, to deliver shaded and or incomplete answers during her sworn te- uh, de- deposition testimony, which answers were clearly to her reputational detriment, but greatly benefited Fox News. The lawsuit alleged that the concerted efforts and actions from Fox's legal team ultimately caused uh, Grossberg's, Grossberg to testify in a way that portrayed the facts in a false light in order to shift culpability away from senior Fox News ex- executives and away from Fox Corporation. Why is this important, you ask? Fox Corp and Rupert Murdoch, the parent company of Fox News, uh, asked to be removed from the lawsuit, arguing that it does not play a big role in coverage decisions at the network. Of course, now Fox claims they only have the best intention and said Fox News Media engaged an independent outside counsel to immediately investigate the concerns raised by Mrs. Grossberg, which were made following a critical performance review. Blaming it on on a uh, an employee who's upset, as usual. That's that that that's uh, um, defense 101, right in court. Um, they went on. We will vigorously defend these claims. Uh, Fox News also yesterday filed a suit against Grossberg, seeking a restraining order to prevent her from divulging privileged information that it said would cause the network to suffer immediate irreparable harm. I'm reasonably sure a judge will toss that request. If irreparable harm were a reason to end a lawsuit, no lawsuit would ever begin. (laughs) I mean, anytime a lawsuit is filed against you, it causes you irreparable harm. It could be money that you lose forever, whatever. Um, And any irreparable harm was actually done by Fox itself when they did their actions. In her lawsuits, allegedly did her actions. Uh, their actions. In her lawsuits, Grossberg, 
also made a number of eye-popping allegations about the workplace environment at Fox News, accusing the network of rampant sexism. And that's on top of everything else. And what I read was uh, uh, was involved was pretty damning. Like a picture of Nancy Pelosi, a poster of Nancy Pelosi in the office in a bikini with ample bosom. Right? Uh, (laughs) And also a lot of Jewish jokes, apparently. Uh, Really too much to talk about, but it involved public pictures and the way they treated women and Jews. It was of which I assume she's both a woman and a Jew, I assume. Uh, Moving on. The L.A. uh, United uh, uh, School District, the Los Angeles United School District, the LAUSD, is the second largest school system in the U.S. Uh, Today and the next few days, the support staff of schools are striking. They're all striking. We're talking janitors, the lunch lady, school bus drivers, and other support staff, uh, including, I guess, teaching assistants. And the 35,000 members of the teachers' union is joining, so you may want to find a babysitter. Uh, These people are looking for a living wage as rents have skyrocketed. Uh, The level of pay compared to rent is this. You need three people working full-time in Los Angeles to afford a two-bedroom apartment. That means one person needs to work probably 80 hours for a one-bedroom apartment. Right? Or two people have to work full-time to afford a one-bedroom apartment with no money to save. Yesterday, United Teachers of Los Angeles, the UTLA, said they deserve respect and dignity at work. We will be out in force tomorrow to make sure they get it. Roughly 65,000 teachers and support professionals, including bus drivers, cafeteria workers, teaching aides, and grounds workers are expected to walk out from today through Thursday. This week, nearly a year after SEIU Local 99 entered contract negotiations with LAUSD, the union is calling for a 30% pay increase for its members who earn an average of $25,000 per year or roughly $12 per hour. By the way, Los A- that's in Los Angeles City, the minimum wage is $15.50 an hour, is it? I think it's $15.50 an hour. Or is it $16 an hour? which is more than $12 an hour. According to the MIT Living Wage Calculator, a living wage in the Los Angeles area is more than $21 per hour for a single person with no children and far more for people with children. The school district offered a 20% overall pay increase spread over several years on Friday, uh, along with a one-time 5% bonus, which really sounds insulting, doesn't it? SEIU Local 99 members voted to authorize a strike in February and said the limited three-day action is a protest against the district's negotiating tactics. LAUSD LAUSD has claimed the strike is unlawful and that workers are actually staging a walkout over pay without having exhausted all bargaining avenues. A state board over the weekend denied the district's request to block the strike. By the way, if students don't show up in school, LAUSD loses federal money. That's why they don't like it. So who is negotiating on the other side of the LAUSD? Or not the LAUSD, but the the, uh, the other union. Uh, Superintendent Alberto M. Carvalho 
who uh, he is on the other side. He has a $440,000 salary, nearly 10 times that of a starting salary for an LAUSD teacher, and maybe 20 times what most support workers make. Think about that. So, let's talk about uh, the IPCC report. I think the word dire is a severe understatement for the planet. Honestly, I think the uh, term final warning is about 10 years too late. That term final warning is in the IPC, uh, IPCC report. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, made up of the world's leading climate scientists, set out the final part of its monumental Sixth assessment report yesterday. The latest report took hundreds of scientists eight years to compile thousands of pages. The conclusion is what you and I already know. Act now or it will be too late. Personally, I truly believe it's already too late. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said this report is a clarion call to massively fast-track climate efforts by every country and every sector and on every time frame. Our world needs climate action on all fronts. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Really? Using the Oscar winner to defend? Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. (laughs) The IPC set out the devastation that has already been inflicted on swaths of the world. Extreme weather caused by... Climate breakdown has led to increased deaths from intensifying heat waves in all regions, millions of lives and homes destroyed in droughts and floods, millions of people facing hunger, and increasingly irreversible losses in vital ecosystems. This final installment, called the Synthesis Report, is almost certain to be the last such assessment, while the world still has a chance of limiting global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees centigrade, above pre-industrial levels. But I believe we are already there and past the point of no return without technologies to remove carbon, which are still unproven and unrealized. Of course, they wanted to push carbon technology in this report when we aren't there yet. We don't have the technology. The next IPC report, in 2030, will be there for scientists to tell us how much worse it will get. Ho Soon Lee, the chair of the IPCC, uh, said, The synthesis report underscores the urgency of taking more ambitious action and shows that if we act now, we can still secure a livable, sustainable future for all. But I see it as worse. Temperatures are already about 1.1 degrees centigrade above pre-industrial levels. Remember, that's centigrade. That's about two degrees. Guterres called on governments to take drastic action to reduce emissions by investing in renewable energy and low-carbon technology. He said rich countries must try to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions as close as possible to 2040 rather than waiting for uh, the 2050 deadline most have signed up to. And he's right. He's right. Though I believe it's worse. Uh, though I believe it's worse than that. Uh, John Kerry, the horse face we talked about yesterday. Uh, 
John Kerry, the U.S. Uh, president, uh, Special Presidential Envoy for Climate, said, Today's message from the IPCC is abundantly clear. We are making progress, but not enough. We have the tools to stave off and reduce the risk of the worst impacts of the climate crisis, but we must take advantage of this moment to act now. I, I kind of disagree. We do not have the tools. The, to the, the only tools is to stop polluting. That's the only, the only true tool that would work. There is no Hollywood ending here, unless it's a horror movie. As we alluded to yesterday, governments were hedging the final message in the report. Saudi Arabia had 10 representatives there. They pushed at several points for the weakening of messages on fossil fuels and the insertion of references to carbon capture and storage touted by some as a remedy for fossil fuel use, but not yet proven to work at scale, which we've talked about numerous times. Carbon capture does not work. I, okay, it works, but it doesn't work because it takes more carbon than what you're capturing to do it. So it doesn't work. It's decades away. Carbon capture technology is equivalent to the clean coal message of the last decade. Clean coal? You needed carbon capture technology for clean coal. And it was a lie. It was all a lie. They're just perpetuating it with a different word, a different phrase. They're just perpetuating the same lie. It does not exist because the power consumption does not have a net zero output, much less a net negative output, which is what would be needed. Otherwise, you're just wasting time. The word dire is the most positive way to look at it, and governments are not doing what they need to do. The U.S., China, Russia, Saudi Arabia are the worst culprits. That means the people have their work cut out for them. I want you to think about what I said at the top of this report. The latest report, this is what I said. I said the latest report took hundreds of scientists eight years to compile thousands of pages. That means this report is old news and old science and the truth of what's happening is still in the pipeline. How do you like that double meaning I just threw out there? The truth is in the pipeline. Moving on. Billionaire media mogul Rupert Murdoch just got engaged again. The 92-year-old tycoon revealed he's engaged to Anne Leslie Smith. Murdoch told gossip columnist Cindy Adams that he met his soon-to-be wife in September when she visited his vineyard, the Moraga Estate in Bel Air, California, right down the street. The News Corp founder proposed with an Asher-cut diamond solitaire in New York on St. Patrick's Day. The pair intend to get married in late summer this year. She will be his fifth wife. Uh, Murdoch said, <coughs> We've both looking, uh, we're both looking forward to spending the second half of our lives together. Second half? You're 92. When are you going to die? Uh, the 66-year-old bride-to-be said she said uh, she and Murdoch bonded over their shared knowledge of the media industry. Murdoch was previously married to former flight attendant Patricia Booker, uh, journalist Anna Murdoch, and entrepreneur Wendy Dang. He has six children. In 2016, he married his fourth wife, former model Jerry Hall, at the uh, St. Bride's Church on London's Fleet Street. 
They divorced in August last year. That's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.